Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Welcome back to the immigrant section. I'm your host Abbas Wahab, and in the studio today we got Lewis Mould. What's going on, brother? Nothing much. I feel like I'm on sway. Yeah? No, there's going to be none of that here. We don't have that no, kind of No, five fingers here. of death. Yeah, exactly. I can spit. Uh, Sway, I think they run their programming around, you know, like daytime hours, right? So they got that daytime energy. You know no, what I'm talking no about? No cusses. No cusses. No, they curse. Did you watch Little Dicky on that? Is it, Wait, is Sway the one where they freestyle? Yeah. Or, or Sway the dreaded uh, black dude who's like... <laughs> who had that character in the Boondocks, the show, too. He's like that known oh, reporter. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No. He has dreads. Sway Sway 45 does the... Uh, the freestyles. Yeah, the five fingers of death. So they give him five beats, and uh, the Dizzy Rascal one was the best one. I don't think I heard that one. I heard um, Little Dickies. Yeah. Little Dicky had an amazing one. Yeah? Yeah. Is that what it is? Uh is it Sway? Is that what the one? Shade Forty Five is the station. It's it's Slim Shady, the Eminem station on Sirius XM, and Sway is sway, the Sway Sway is the, the morning. morning drive time like main big time guy there, and uh, his show he's like the main host, but he has a bunch of other people that work on it, and they have like not only like big rappers doing like freestyle and shit they have like liquor and oh, food it's, another, and it's, a whole, oh, it's a whole thing it's a 3 yeah, hour yeah. long show the one the part i'm talking about is like uh where they go on and they just freestyle and the whole like it's like a whole youtube channel they just freestyle i think it's probably that portion just cut out so i'm not watching all the other Perhaps, programming yeah yeah well, I don't know how we even got. <laughs> I don't know. How, we literally just I'm veered just off just to, in to by this find that amazing controlled studio environment. Because you did my podcast, and it was not a controlled. Studio. That was interesting, though. That was yeah. that goes to show you what happens when random people are around during a podcast <laughs> recording. All right, I do my best to to avoid having random people around during podcasts. That's just my uncontrollable own energies. Exactly. It's like, so, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, just lean in. And, and if you talk there, then your voice is captured in the microphone and you contribute. That, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, it now you're just so screaming. Simple, oh, okay. It? Thank you. It sounds so simple. Yeah. Not everyone's a pro. Thanks for coming on, brother. You know, I've yet to have a single uh, British representative. About time. And I don't think you <laughs> there's some some of your boys at home are like, fuck, this dude should not be representing us. <laughs> dude, you are one of those super interesting guys. You remind me so much of like uh, fear and loathing. <laughs> you know, just your lifestyle. And I know like, uh, you know, you're like in a, a bout of like um, uh, sobriety with some things. Uh-huh. But yeah. like, just for so long when I met you, every time I saw, it's like, you know, when you meet people that have the circular sunglasses or the circular <laughs> glasses, that's a whole lifestyle. Those John Lennon glasses, yeah. no, when you rock those all the time, that's a lifestyle. I feel like you're that person. You're not actually rocking them, but in my mind, you're that guy, though. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're on. Again, I now do you wear are. sunglasses a lot. Is that a British thing? Because uh, I've traveled a lot and I've met like British people all over the world, specifically in like other places in Europe. And they always have stories about 
experiencing psychedelics at way younger ages than I thought we were doing over here. And like, I think it's in experiencing everything at younger age. It's a country of degenerates. Oh shit! Okay, like yeah. what? For example, besides like drug, like alcoholism or like- oh yeah, but that goes with like a lot of coke, ketamine. There's a combination which is quite popular. Say ketamine one more time. I like ketamine. 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 Say laboratory. L- laboratory. Oh no! Were you gonna Lab- say laboratory? L- laboratory. There you go. That <laughs> aluminum. I love that. Al- <laughs> Yeah, like uh, aluminium. Uh, there's a combination called a CK or a Calvin Klein cocaine and ketamine, which is quite popular after parties. Cocaine and ketamine. Cocaine and ketamine. Have you ever uh, had the mixture? No. No, okay, absolutely. Uh, for the listeners who were not able to watch that, uh, Lewis looked directly into the camera and made it clear that he had never mixed it too. But... Let's just say you had, how would you describe what the feeling would be like? <laughs> uh, well, from a pharmacological standpoint, uh, ketamine's like a dissociative. Um, you can K-hole, which means you kind of lose your limbic function, but cocaine kind of brings it back. So it's kind of like a so limbic, li- limbic The limbic system is like, Limbs. that's like reflexes and everything? Oh, yeah. The Mo- motor function. Limbic is for limb. Oh, that does make sense. Huh? Yeah. I think I'm using that word. Yeah. I don't. Uh, let's just assume you are and continue going with that. 20 so- grand's worth of university education. Yeah. <laughs> just- <laughs> what did you study, by the way? English, literature, and culture. I went to such a shit university as well. Is that where you did cocaine and ketamine? Actually, no. No. So, I so was, the, it so was the- a weed smoker during that point. So what I want to know is... You're saying the ketamine makes you lose bodily control. Like you can't, you can't use your arms. You can't feel them, or like if it goes you numb. Take enough. It it's, it dissociates yourself, so you find it hard to move. You kind of crawling around. And the, the cocaine makes you stand back up. Yeah, gives you a little bit of pep. Have you ever tried the quaaludes? No, that they only really exist in South Africa, and those are. There was a uh, operation called Project Coast uh, by the South African government to try and basically weaken the apartheid movement. So what they did is they experimented introducing lots of different drugs into the populace to weaken them. Uh, They tried things like uh, acid and Valium and stuff, but quaaludes were the only one actually stuck. And there was a point where um, basically the black population took over it, took over the trade of quaaludes. So... Um, that's the only place which you could really find them. And they have it in like a, they mix it with uh, tobacco and low quality weed and smoke it out of like a broken bottle. And oh, that's the quaalude. Oh, is it like their crack? Yeah. That a, sounds like a crack style yeah, drug. Yeah, there's a documentary on it, but quaaludes, they stop getting made. I mean, you've seen Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. You? I didn't know about their existence until I saw that movie. Yeah. And then... Um, I also, what's the name of that guy in real life? The Wolf of Wall Street guy? Uh, Jordan Belfort. Jordan Belfort. Uh, he was on Joey Diaz's podcast, right? Shout out to the Church was, of What's yeah. Happening Now. Uh, Have you ever seen One him? of my favorite podcasts. But he goes on and he starts legitimately talking about quaaludes. Yeah. And him and Joey were talking about quaaludes. And they both fuck with quaaludes back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, look, I've been sober like X years, like decades. He's like, if there was one in front of me right now, I would do it. 
Okay. I'm like, so curious about quaaludes. Yeah, like, and I'm. I thought you'd be the. So in South Africa right now, yeah, you can get quaaludes, but you got to smoke it crack style. You probably don't have to smoke it crack style, but it's like with um, pill presses. Like Xanax was a big thing in the UK, funnily enough, because uh, from China, what they did was they pressed the alprazolam powder into what looked like legitimate uh, Xanax bars. Um, and often they were good quality and had two milligrams in as per you'd expect from a bar. Um, a bar is a, a single tablet of Xanax? Yeah. like the, two milligrams. The two milligram one, yeah. Is it always the same color and like does it have a little stamp? Um, like that? It should, yeah. It should be. Well, the pharmaceutical ones are white, but then they started going a bit crazy with it because they could just press it into anything. So um, certain vendors would have like strawberry flavor uh, or like green ones, which were like five milligrams, and it, yeah, there was a big Xanax problem in in the U. Well, there was anyway, actually, until um, a certain market went down. But and that market is like Amsterdam. No, more of like an an Amazon. We, I think we can. Let's be realistic here. Okay, <laughs> we can talk openly. Okay, can we? I don't think. Yeah, we can hundred percent talk openly. Everything we're saying is obviously speculation. To anybody who's listening, we're just Look two it up. stupid motherfuckers, okay? With like, that's all. Dude, we're just two guys talking right now, okay? I There's saw a no Vice thing once and they said it on there. There's none so. of this is going to be held against us in a court of law. I'm sure of it. Let's just talk openly. It's a parody okay? podcast, okay? Well, a certain market on the deep web, Yeah. I guess, oh, the dark like, web. Dude, bro, like look, I've been on the dark web. Okay? Yeah. Anything good? My roommate, right in front of me, past roommate, and I don't know where he lives anymore. He might be dead. Who knows? Uh, right in front of me, he went on the deep web. We, he ordered a little bit, a couple tabs of acid, and it arrived in the mail from Manitoba, Canada, one week later, with just some stamps on it. Hmm. You know? And you know, I was shocked, you know what I mean? And uh, It's a new world. And I turned him in, obviously. I told the police about him, as good. you should as well. The as story is a happy ending. Law-abiding citizen should. Obviously, I did all of the acid after he was arrested, right? <laughs> but he broke the law. The acid it was in the house now. I didn't break any law, right? Yeah, you did it by accident. You thought it was a stamp. You're looking at a stamp. Exactly. Acid isn't le- illegal, is it? It's like, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, oh. There's a loophole where if you think it's a stamp... <laughs> It's fine. Legit? That's why they were putting them on stamps. I thought it was just a cool novelty. So that whole time, the reason they were putting them on stamps is to just be like, I'm just mailing stuff. It's like, sir, you're naked. (laughs) You're naked, all right, on a merry-go-round. You're not doing fucking postage. Prisoners of war would, um, they would sometimes write hidden messages on the back of stamps because obviously you're a prisoner of war. They're going to read through what you're saying. Yeah. So they would rot in the back. That's of the a little. Stamp. Yeah. No one ever checks <laughs> for anybody who's ever like in captivity somewhere and only given like letters to write with. Back of the stamp. That's yeah. where. You, that's where you keep your message. You get your ration. You get your one biscuit a day. You get your one podcast a day. You get to listen to one episode. Just to hold your sanity, right? For good behavior, dude. How would you even put a message on the back of a stamp when you lick it? It. When you lick it, you lick it off, and then you adhere it to the envelope. 
So how can you possibly rip that contact off? Like, how? What he did was, in the notes, in the message, he said, um, oh, you should um, put this letter in some water and get the stamp off um, for so-and-so because he collects stamps. So they mentioned in the letter that you should... um, carefully remove this stamp by either steaming it oh got it okay it was yeah. kind of like that one thing that they didn't catch me if you yeah. can where he had to take the little stickers off all the planes and he put them in the bathtub yeah so he can put the stickers in the corner of the checks so they were legit i don't know how real that was obviously but the message on the back of the stamp was uh <laughs> they cut out my tongue that was on the back of it they cut out my tongue and what was this originally like who was in captivity at this time? I'm not sure. I think I read it in a horrible histories book, if you ever read that. That is a truly horrible, horrible history right yeah, there. Yeah, it was a good series. It was like a it was like a kid's book. There was the uh, the gruesome Greeks, the awesome Egyptians. Goddamn. The rotten Romans. It was like a funny kid's oh, book. Oh, this is like Goosebumps and all that kind of kind stuff. Kind of, yeah, but it was like a, like a f- factual... Um, <laughs> book for kids to break it down i feel like we've been jumping i now we're just literally going through like the kid books in (laughs) our like respective youths i actually did want to talk very like specifically about uh like uh, british urban culture Mm. just because like i've recently been getting into like grime my little brother got me into grime and rap and what you're listening to uh gigs stormzy stuff like that skepta Landlord. Skepto was a little bit. Oh, Landlord, that album is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually my favorite one by Giggs. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's like the most embodiment of like you the sound hear, I like. Uh, Cass. Cass is dead. He's cool. No, I, I've never heard of them. Good. Best. Same kind of like vibe. Yeah. He was on, um, he had a few features on the Landlord album, but like conceptually as a really interesting, um, because he's like, he created an album like a, it was like a cassette tape where he basically raps over the soundtrack for uh, Drive, and obviously he didn't get anything cleared. He just like rapped over these beats like the Chromatics one, and um, whatever else on the album. And the aesthetic is like a kind of eighties vibe, and he's got the brick phone in the videos, and he's talking about he has like a mask and everything. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So they the urban style over there is like different here it like took a different course yeah and there it's way more it seems like in my eyes it's way more like uh reminiscent of like 80s and 90s u.s culture yeah like there's so many jumpsuits there that are hot right now yeah you know like did you grow up with any of that culture like did you ever uh see like did you ever grow come up with any grime artists or like that grime vibe or watch rap transform into this grime genre honestly i'm not sure there was much of like an evolution there was obviously like the american rappers who came over who came over um like as far as like to tour pretty much everyone i mean to tour i can't even think like what era are we talking about like no no, no, i'm asking when you say come over do you mean like come over to tour oh no i mean like to live there uh come over as in like export the music like the gotcha. stuff we were to. Jay-Z yeah like uh, 50 Cent um, yeah. uh, Eminem was pretty huge yeah worldwide Akon Akon was big he Do, killed it doing a lot for Africa now oh very underrated right now he's doing a lot for Africa yeah what's he doing for Africa he's giving them light he's giving them Akon gave concerts. Africa light Akon is doing bits man Akon is he's like 
You know, remember when uh, Soldier Boy was on Breakfast Club? Yeah, I remember that. Charlemagne and Angela Yee. Yeah. Like, like he revealed all this stuff that he did. He was like, I changed the game. Yeah, I I watched that that clip. That clip blew up. And it was interesting because he was right. He was the first one to work with Migos. Um, uh, They used the same beat, uh, Versace. uh, I think it was a Trayvon beat. Zaytoven beat. Not Trayvon. Yeah, like (laughs) Trayvon. Jesus. I'm like, someone's using that name to produce beats now? That's savage. Ooh. There's a there's a rapper called Lil Zan who has a uh, a tattoo of Anne Frank on his face. Yeah, just to be, be jarring for the sake of being. Yeah, jarring. I'm not sure if it's just to be like <laughs> no snitching, like keep quiet, shh, creep just around. Anne Frank, you, what what the fuck? Do you know what the reason for that is? That's the Anne Frank stupidest thing I ever heard. I'm not sure. I saw a video of him where Anne he was Frank. like, "Yeah, man, I'm I know qu- my history. I'm quitting Xanax now. I'm quitting Xanax." And he's in the back of a taxi pouring up codeine cough syrup. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. The whole culture in rap right now—it's actually pretty crazy because it's, for the most part, it's either pushing drugs hard or like taking a very firm anti-drug stance yeah, yeah, that yeah. in itself is not that cool. You know what no. I mean? I just hate being like. I preach you rap. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it when it's like, I get it. Obviously, drugs are bad and don't abuse them and everything in moderation. Mm. But I hate it when they're like, all these other rappers ain't shit. We out. They doing coke bars. I'm doing real bars or something. Like (laughs) they'll say lines like, like obviously way better than that. But still a little like. uh, It reminds me of that joke you do about. um, Is it like common? Don't fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. That about how common is preachy. Yeah, the rapper Common is the most preachy motherfucker. I have a joke about how... It is like Jake Every time Cole, you hear a I Common just... lyric, you know he's touching his temple. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know he's in the booth touching his temple. I want Jay Electronica to come back because I feel like he was the guy for that. Detroit he... guy? Uh, I think he was from New Orleans, actually. Uh, but he's been... All over, and now he's and now he fucked. Um, he fucked some Rothschild-linked married lady, and now he's just chilling in London, just like with the Rothschilds. And Wait, so the Rothschilds' child? One or? of them, because they're a banking dynasty, aren't they? And he got friends with this like married couple who were Rothschilds, and then he ended up fucking the wife. Yeah. And they divorced, and now uh, Jay Electronic is just in London, just like... With the wife? With the with, now... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, for real. And it was, pa- and it was Patrick's out right now. I want to see a picture. And it was hilarious because there was a Daily Mail article, just like a fucking trash newspaper, who was... Uh, they described him as a rapper with a penchant for marijuana. A penchant? Was, what does that mean? As in like a liking for it. For marijuana? Yeah, but it was such a snooty fucking... Yeah, they're hating on him, right? But at the same time, that one chick from Hollywood went over and married one of your princes. Yeah, respect. uh, Yeah, oh, man. He did better than I'm saying it's respect either way. Oh, yeah, exactly. More respect for him. I know he's a prince, but like... Oh, 100%, because now she's got to deal with all that bullshit, right? Oh, I imagine being fucking going willingly into I royalty. I feel so That's, sorry for that bitch because dude, she's, that she's is fucked. like, that is like signing up for like a list actor level of 
paparazzi bullshit for the rest of your no, life. No, but you're, just you're like a game. You're linked in with, with old money wealth. You're linked in with like institutional power. Like you remember of Princess course, of course. Diana. Of course, at great cost. Accident. Yes. Death. Like. But all that power, all that stuff, you can't wield it yourself. It's all like. You're in it. You're in the belly of the beast there. She's You're fucked. in it, sure, but every big decision goes through like hearings, committees. Like everything is going through like a group decision. It's not like, I'm the princess now. I'm going to be like, oh, I, I hate that one intersection has a light. Put a roundabout there. It's not going to be like that. No, it's not going to be your no. own annoyances. You're going to fix everything for yourself. It's not, you just really, what's going to change is now you don't get to go to the grocery store anymore. <laughs> Now you don't get to fly in coach anymore. Like, sure, you were an actor before. Now you're, like, now you need a detail, a security detail with yeah, you yeah. all the time. Now it's some bullshit. Like, I couldn't the, imagine willingly, but then it's also, like, locking her bloodline, her kids. It's, like, the some very high-level legacy. Level legacy it is, yeah. It's some high-level shit I can't even understand. But, like, if you remember uh, Princess Diana... Um, she apparently had, and this is a little bit of a conspiracy tact here, but like apparently she had a dossier on all the um, British politicians that were pedophiles, VIP pedophile rings. Um, they always make you, everybody loves to make you think that a dossier, like, like you put together, you neatly compile your grouping of evidence and being like, tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going straight down to the police station with this, with this dossier of evidence. I'm just going to brush my teeth and sleep and wake up like I do every day. See you later. And the, exactly. Let me just go for a quick ride down this tunnel first. Well, like, Jimmy Savile was like one of the, he was like a big... Do you know about Jimmy Savile? No, who's that? He was this uh, weird old guy, wore tracksuits and like chains, um, had a TV show, did lots of charity work, and it was found out after his death that actually he was a notorious child abuser and he was linked in with like Prince Charles and that. So, like child abuser or like pedophile, like yeah. sexually abused? Yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah. like, okay. but like, like no straight story. up predator. Because yeah. he, he worked with, like, children's hospitals and all these charities. Yeah, and they just oh, 100%. Kind of yeah. turned a blind eye to it. But he was linked in with, like, Thatcher. He was linked in with, um, you know, Prince Charles. And that he had, he was in there. He had the power. And apparently Diana... Uh, so you're saying that's what she's marrying into is, like, the ability to... <laughs> Be a pedophile in absolute discretion, like well, fucking like Prin Prince Andrew's going down. You heard about the Epstein shit with him? Oh, was he involved with that? Oh yeah, he was completely. By involved the way, with I that. feel look, I don't. I'm gonna be. I don't really know exactly what's happening with this Epstein shit. Pretty much, did you follow it a lot? Yeah, I've been following it for years. Since the, for years, Do you remember when the PizzaGate thing? First no. Came out? So all I know about Epstein is. A rich person had an island and was doing pedophile stuff on there mm -hmm. and kept paying for people to look the other way or something and then eventually got caught and killed himself? Is that the gist of it? Basically, he was allegedly, he allegedly, he was an intelligence asset. So that's why a lot of the, I think Acosta, which is one of the judges, sort of left him alone because he was caught for child trafficking 
he did 12 months of um, release where he was allowed to go to work for 12 hours a day and then went back to the prison at night in Florida. He got the most, like, cushy deal. Yeah, 100%. He, 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 sure, he got sure. a rich person deal. But then... What they, was the nature of the child trafficking? Um, it was soliciting minors. So he had to register as a sex offender. Um, and then they found out that actually they fucked something up um, and he had all these new charges against him. And obviously he, he was he was suicided. He committed suicide, quotation marks, in prison. Um, in but, the US? Yeah, at the most, one of the most secure facilities where no one's ever committed suicide there before. So it's fishy. And how was it, what, did they define like the details of his suicide? They said it was hanging, but... By what means? Bed sheets or something. I'm not sure. I think someone went in and gave him a little capsule of cyanide and said, there you go. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, yeah. right? Your last, your final request, sir. But, <laughs> but I think like the what he was was essentially, and the same with the UK VIP pedophile thing, it was run by the intelligence services as a way of blackmailing people. So what they would do is get leverage on politicians, like all the people that went to the island. They would um, either film them or have this leverage of them fucking kids or doing whatever else. So I think that was... So, so, wait, wait, wait. so how does that mix the, the, the fucking kids part? So they invite politicians to an island. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to them, there's a bunch of kids, sexy kids, just like all over the place, hiding. I don't know, unbeknownst, they just bring them out. Yeah, no, no, they're hiding at the beginning because then you would dip right away if you saw them, right? You're on an island, though. You're on an island. There's coke oh. there. You might be a coke guy. Like, I'm not going to fuck the kid, but maybe I'll... Exactly, but I'm saying you just spring, like, these. they're enticed to come to the island on, like, it being, like, a tropical paradise or it being like a great vacation spot, resort-like of the highest, or are these politicians actually coming there with the intention to go in on that, and they know that they're shitty people, so they invite them to the lair and Mm. set up cameras? Are they just like, is a politician walking down the hall, and then they just send out two sexy kids, and they just run up and hug them, and they come out and just flash them with a bunch of pictures. Is that what they're doing? I think. Like, what are I, they doing? I think they're more in the know because he had a whole private plane which he flew. I think Bill Clinton was on it like twenty-seven times um, in the flight logs. Kevin Spacey was on a flight. So was Chris Tucker. Uh, See, that's what I'm saying. What is the name? So what? Who? Th- if someone offers you a ride on a private jet. I'm going to say yes. Exactly. If they are a super like affluent person that has an island who has invited you, extended you an invitation to their personal island via personal travel, the belly of the beast, it's irresistible. I'm going to say yes. It's not going to it's not going to it's there's no way he's also like there's also 13-year-old boys and girls. Cuz people he's say not like say that. That shit is like hidden for the fucking like degenerates, the like monsters yeah that monster activity there's no way that's happening out in the open people would lose their mind man yeah if you saw someone it doesn't matter if you were in cancun <laughs> if you saw someone obviously like fucking with like a 13 year old or some shit you'd be like what the fuck unless it was like bangkok yeah. where it's like so 
yeah. everywhere. You're like, you don't know it's what to there. even, you can't do anything. That's but I think just how the, it is. I think how it works is there's too many people. Because people always say like, oh, surely the amount of people involved in this, someone would just talk. Some people do talk, but they're the victims and you have people just lawyer them down and they're like, oh, they're doing it for attention, which I do not believe that people would make that up no, yeah, for attention. Like, you're gone. That's you're, all the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the type of shit. Just an allegation is a write-off for you. You're done, yeah, kinda. but like there's there's too many vested interests involved in that sort of thing. So um, when the Pizzagate thing broke, it was kind of dubbed. So what as, was the Pizzagate thing? It was... It was to do with a with a certain pizza place, and it was to do with um, the Podesta emails. John Podesta who was the um, Democratic uh, campaign manager, so it was stuff to do with like Hillary Clinton's foundation and all these different things. And there was like a um, just a lot of strange connections and weirdness. But at the time, it was kind of dubbed as some crazy right wing conspiracy theory because um, Alex Jones was talking about it spearheading the fucking conversation yeah. and so it was kind of, even even on um there's a clip of stephen colbert talking about it and the video is called pizzagate is nothing but a right-wing fever dream so we did this whole segment on why it's bullshit and that clip has aged so badly because with all this shit coming yeah, out it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, it's like there is should have waited there is something months. to it yeah. there is something to it and it's like nobody really knows the extent of it because epstein was into all kinds of in of like i almost said interesting then i guess it is interesting he was into eugenics he wanted to spread his seed to like he wanted to find like 20 uh women to impregnate and uh, he was into all kinds of genetic experiments and stuff legit huh yeah so this, he, so he was a spy, is what it's thought to be. He was an intelligence asset. That means he was an agent. Yeah, who Absolutely. was also like super pedophilic. Yeah, it was like a major pedophile. Yeah, but he was good at doing agent stuff, or was he rich through doing agent stuff? Like, he was. How good did at, he get the island? He was good at manipulating people because he was a math teacher. Then he was a stockbroker and partner. And then he made his own hedge fund, but he only had one client, which was actually admitted to. He was the guy who ran Victoria's Secret. So what? So when you say he was a an asset, an intelligence asset, he okay? He didn't actually. He wasn't working for the government in well, any way. Like he just kind of yeah. You you. It's not like he went through the training and be, was an agent. People of importance, like there's an operation called um, Project Mockingbird, I believe. It was. You know all the fucking yeah, project um, names. I am. You're deep in this shit. Yeah. How do you remember the project? Does is anything you're about to tell me have anything to do with the Mockingbirds? No. No. Right. The, how it's do you remember the name. Mockingbird part? It was. How do you remember the CIA? It was a CIA operation to infiltrate certain parts of media to spread disinformation see that's just that kind of stuff sounds so 1984-ish <laughs> i mean it was like, and I it was that about that actually year happened. as well like, i can't like so they want to see where media has the capacity to spread or they want to see what is spreading they want to influence what is spread they want to control the narrative but they 
don't they have interests like through different departments that can get them that same kind of control? Like yeah, speak to the media relations, you speak would, to them and speak to them. Well, you wouldn't do it directly through the CIA. You would find someone who's prominent in that position. Maybe you've got a tape of them fucking oh, a kid. So in this case, Epstein. You're ours now. Maybe Epstein was just good at procuring children, good at manipulating people. That's what his value was. He had all this money, dark money from who knows where. No one knew. What do you mean? You said he had a hedge fund. That's what he he said, but the books were like closed on it. No one knows who his clients were except for one. Oh, okay. So too high profile. Yeah, it very very mysterious. Like he didn't want anyone to. So that okay. So this is another case of like. Here's one person who it's almost like. Getting a list of every person that's ever had lunch or dinner with Bill Cosby in the last 30 years and mm. damning those people. It's like, yeah, you can't just close, like all those people had to close the books on that because they can't, they don't even want their name associated, even in business, like even in a business capacity, they don't want yeah. their name associated with Epstein. They had no idea of that wrongdoing. They had no idea of any of that shit. Sure. And they have to just close the book. They they can't see. They work yeah. with Deloitte or or with whatever. It's like let's. It's like you were saying, Chris Tucker was on the flight log. This guy was. So what? They they were on that plane at one point. Like when you when people say things yeah, like yeah. that, it's pretty much being like, hey, Chris Tucker fucks kids. I mean, kind I, of. I think he was just along for the ride, but then obviously Kevin Spacey has his stuff. is a known kid fucker, and That's there's the allegations of exactly Bill Clinton as well. He took 27 trips to Africa. Yeah, to but Bill Clinton is just—he's just a fiend. He's uh, just a fiend. He's just a fiend. I don't think he's actually out there. You don't screwing think? kids or anything. No? I don't think he's touching kids at all. You don't think, think he's doing any weird? No. It's not like when in Rome kind of thing. I think if he, if he, like, if any of these people had an urge to do this kind of stuff, I feel like they would have done it. They're not like they need to get to an island. Like, this, this island was catering to, like, all of the super illicit shit, I feel like, w- would happen behind closed doors. Because these are high-profile people. Mm-hmm. They're always aware. You think a billionaire who was making his money in North America is just going to be like openly doing crazy illegal shit. He's going to constantly be afraid. So all of that, it like fucked up horrible acts of like abuse. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you like that kind of shit happens behind closed doors. You can't bring Chris Tucker to an Island and fucking shit like that is happening. But what's he going to say? What is he gonna? He he's not gonna expose it because he realizes they're not gonna test it. They're too smart to test him. You don't know. You don't know what test people, Chris Tucker. And you don't know who else is on on the flight. Who else was on the flight log? There's probably eighteen other names that we don't know their names because they weren't in fucking movies. Well, you know these. Well, no, you names. can you can see the flight logs because it's the flight log was leaked and you can see all these academics and all this and you that. Can't fly that many. It's like me. It's like me. Hanging out with me being a big Coke guy and having an island with a lot of Coke and constantly flying people there that are not Coke people. But there's no, you're the you only can't. one who would get into trouble with that. If you're, if you have got people associated with it, no matter what the situation is, they're, they are not going to risk their position because your life will be over. Like, 
And that's the level it works at. Your life will be over. There are too many vested interests in media or whatever. You would be Done. blackballed. You yeah. wouldn't be able to do anything <sighs> after that. That's the crazy thing about just things at that level. You don't know because they were just we're just one of like millions of people piecing together like different little headlines here and there. Yeah. You actually followed the case. Yeah. I'm taking the little you just told me right now. And I'd like, rather not tell headlines. you. I wanna I wanna keep you in the dark about this. It's like too yeah, many too I, many sleepless nights just like just sleep you, reading you personally lost sleep over this? Not lost sleep, just like I used to have quite bad insomnia. So I would stay oh, awake. Oh okay all right. Reading, I, thought, I thought you had an amazing moral compass. <laughs> I was like, no, I was I just, reading I well. the um, fucking leaked pedestrian emails on WikiLeaks, and there's certain keywords you can search in there to find very strangely coded emails. So if you search for certain things like pizza, or hot dog, or walnuts, there are a lot of strangely worded um, messages um, by email which are clearly not about what they're talking about. Like yeah, one they of have them, a code word, so like. Yeah, you know, give me the example. Sorry for cutting. So, um, <laughs> one is, oh, you left um, a handkerchief at my house. It has a map on it that seems pizza related. Is this yours? And John Podesta replies, Yeah, it's mine, but don't worry about it. So, a handkerchief could represent a lot of different things because it's like a gay community thing. You used to put a handkerchief back in the sixties or whatever. Or the, just like all fucking low. old men that blow their nose into that shit. Yeah, it's yeah. not gay at all. In fact, in fact, it was the opposite. It's uh, the least gay thing to blow your nose. Pizza gate is like so. So cheese pizza is a is a euphemism for child porn. C oh, legit. C yeah, and um, there's a bunch Jeez. of other stuff as well. This podcast is just hitting. All yeah, I'm sorry. It. I really no, 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 no. Keep going. <laughs> so, cheese pizza was mentioned in these emails. A lot of different foods were in 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 just strange context that like you read it and you think mm, that's a very strangely worded email about certain things. Okay, so did you read any of the Clinton emails? Uh, a few. I'm not sure there was much um, much to that. There were a few weird references to hot dogs. That's what I'm saying. She so asked for a hot dog, a plain hot dog without a bun. Okay, that's the little code word. The, what if, what if that means like fire a missile at the enemy? <laughs> oh no, she would just say earlier. that shit. That's not the kind of stuff you would want to hide. Okay, all right, then just say like uh, that means that uh, something to do with their like campaign strategy that looks really bad if it's explicitly said. Like maybe we need uh, a you know like we need more Asians. Standing to my left at this speech, that's kind of shitty. Like to write that, you know, they always, yeah, you know, like anytime you see like uh, a campaign or like a campaigner, uh -huh. and they're standing, people around them are standing. It's always very manufactured and designed. People around them, a lot yeah. of times, it'll be like your standard American family. Yeah, it's yeah. like a boy, uh, uh, like two parents, beautiful parents, two beautiful kids, and maybe like a baby being held. <laughs> There's always like a five, a family of five, and they're just all like fucking just crying as like the national anthem is happening. Yeah, yeah. Shit. I'm like, not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that, that maybe the hot dog is related to like that. the ethnic groups. Maybe they need more Mexicans in my 
campaign lineup. I, want I don't you, know. I, want, I don't know. I want you to keep believing that because it's a what rabbit. What do you think? What do you think hot dog means? <sighs> I kind of know what it means, but I don't want to drag this down into a red pilled. <laughs> Alex Jones Why, dude, type. If this is what you think, we've already done 40 minutes on this. There's no back 40 end. minutes? It's been 40 minutes, Fuck, yeah. Fuck, it's Another, the whole episode. So let's, what does hot dog mean? Oh, this hot, is what you think? This dog. is what the internet thinks or this is what your conclusion is? This has been talked about with the FBI and stuff like that. Okay, so, so in the emails with these politicians, when they refer to hot dog, what the FBI thinks they mean is well it means cock of some kind okay i think it means i think it means brown guy i think that's what it means brown guy brown guy cock i think that's what it means dude that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard yeah exactly i think bill uh you think uh what's your name i don't know if i think it hillary but... clinton is ever making references to brown guy cock no, man. Come on. Let's use logic here, bro. Are this is why I didn't want to get on this. Like, <laughs> Wait, do you, but wait, that's what the internet says. Do you feel like these politicians are all, for some reason, it's an inside brown guy cock is an inside joke for all of them. They all know this code word that they all talked about in the fucking like castle meeting, the stonecutters meeting. I mean, pasta. That's crazy, man. Pasta st- uh, means little girl. Um... It's things like this. This has been talked about quite thoroughly. In that makes more sense to me than brown guy cock. <laughs> okay, that's what that... I thought it was. But hot dog who refers to who something. has been ousted with like with like a secret brown like lover or some like shit. That's never been a fucking thing. But <laughs> pedophiles are coming out left and right. That makes that adds up. Yeah. that's a thing people get caught for. Yeah. But then again, it's not illegal to be fucking some random uh, kurinder. You know what I mean? That's not illegal. That's not gonna. That's just kind of like, goddamn. <laughs> you know, it still may fuck up your campaign if the way they decide to spin it. But either way, it's involving the. Think that means the charities, because there's a lot of weird shit with the Red Cross. There was a, a bunch of kids trafficked from Haiti, who was linked with the Clinton Foundation, and she was caught with all these kids. And uh, it was like Laura Silsby, her name is. And you can't actually find any articles on this story anymore, which is interesting. But she just turned up with like 30 Haitian kids. And they're like, oh, have you, have, have you got paperwork for them? She's like, no, I don't think I needed it. But then the Clintons got her out of that. I'm Hillary fucking Clinton, bitch. Yeah. Open the fucking door. And then some guy said, madam, you cannot enter the door right now. And then she goes, hot dog. And then there's, that's a callback. There's one email where uh, one of the pedestrians says, uh, oh, I I'm, smell hot dog. I miss you. I miss, I, I'm thinking about your hot dog stall in Hawaii. Okay. Like, what is that? Yeah, but to think that here we are. I'm going to bring a cheese totally pizza out. back. Yeah. You good. They're always talking about bringing pizza back and arranging food. What if it means cocaine? It could mean cocaine, yeah. Like, why are we overlooking the pizza more likely thing that every every sixth person that you run into is doing, like, three things. Weed, coke, like, they're, like, fucking cheating. Adultery, I mean, the cocaine's whatever. probably it's, a catalyst for it. 
the cocaine's just a supplementary, you know, you invite a load of famous people along, some of their for fucking kids, some of their for the cocaine. It's a buffet, you have to cater. Imagine the catering at that place as well. You go to Epstein's Island, <laughs> oysters. Dude, that's the funniest fresh thing. Fresh fish. Whoever, whatever company was handling logistics at <laughs> Epstein's Island, Jesus Christ, man. That's the problem because that's they're incredibly talented. Yeah. Like I'm Epstein did the trafficking. So assuming they yeah. didn't do like any of the fucking trafficking. They were just getting them, you know. Non-plastic straws, obviously, because Epstein wasn't, you know, he'd fuck kids. He's not trying to fuck turtles, you know what I mean? Uh, Coke, all the drugs, the whole spread, veal. I I would imagine they would still The CIA would get some of the best Coke. I mean, just from, like, taking over, like, seizing packages and whatnot. The original Rick Ross, not the rapper Rick Ross, but the South Central The American Gangster. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had a connect from um, Nicaragua. So what the CIA were doing is they were um, helping them traffic coke into um, America in order to fund the war in terms of the Contras. So they were trying to overthrow the government in Nicaragua to fund them buying weapons and that. They would help them. Um, Yeah, so they were just pretty much like... um Profiting on both directions, kind of thing. Yeah, that's what the CIA yeah. do. What yeah. the CIA do is they topple governments using, you know, strange tactics, psychological operations, things like that. Like there was a uh, CIA, um, SAS guys who were caught dressed up as terrorists with the beard and that. What, wait, real quick, what was this project called? Which one? This one right now you're talking about. <sighs> project Ding Dong or some shit? <laughs> it was... What was it called? Project Crouching Tiger. <laughs> Project Cheese and Coke Pizza. I don't know what it was called. Um, MK Ultra was the mind control one. I know about that. That's like a department. It was a experiment where they gave random people LSD into in, to try and control their mind, to try and brainwash people. So if you watch The Manchurian Candidate or Jacob's Ladder, it kind of goes into a bit of that. What about a Clockwork Orange? A Clockwork Orange is that's Anthony Burgess book, and that was more about rehabilitating criminals. Not quite MK Ultra, but I know we're jumping all over the place. But yeah, I, just really the, uh, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you thought nine eleven was an inside job, but I was like, of course you did. Come on, <laughs> I mean, there's no way that you think. 9-11 was Al-Qaeda, or you think it's... It, I reckon you... it probably was. They might have known it was going to happen, and they just let it happen. Because there was training drills that day, which um, confused the response. So I think it was a But lot... at the same time, that also could just go hand in hand with really good planning on the terrorist end. Potentially, right. it's impressive. Like we're really like, at the end of the day, they hijacked the plane and they flew it into the tower. Yeah, I think they have the power to get some like advanced scheduling. Like that's a building of like, f- how many floors? You don't just do trials yeah. like on a whim. That shit is planned months in advance. You know how it you're is. gonna conduct your yeah. trials. All that stuff is available with the safety crew and committee. <laughs> like, if you're gonna do like these kind of things, you do your research. We undermine like 
You ever seen uh, the film Four Lions? No. It's a funny, like, dark comedy uh, British one. Oh, Patrick is coming in. It's one of the funniest movies ever. Oh, it's isn't it? It's got Riz Ahmed and a bunch of guys who, who went on to do bigger uh, stuff in it, but it's basically... It, you would never, ever, ever be able to make this movie ever again. For there's, real. There's probably a two-year window that this movie happened to come out where you could get away with it. And it's basically the main characters are terrorists, or trying to be terrorists, but it's like the three stooges of terrorists. It's fucking hilarious. There's such yeah. like dumb, normal, dumb guys. They try and make I, a, a film... To make it appear, he's filming it in a cave. So he's sitting there just talking about the infidels and that. And he's got this little toy <laughs> AK-47. <laughs> and they're filming it. It's like, oh, okay, stop, 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 stop. What's with the gun? He's like, you know, it's an AK-47, but it's tiny. <laughs> and they, like, blow it's up like a sheet. It's clearly novelty size. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like just, like, small enough to, like, look weird. But it is a fantastic film because it's, like, it's horrendously funny, but it's also got, like, a really poignant point to it as well like it's highly recommend that kind of like a clockwork orange yeah but funnier Mm. we're right back here aren't we yeah do you do they make you watch a clockwork orange for like english curriculums i feel like that that Uh, would be your english class it used to be we we read a lot of uh tony morrison the beloved did you guys have any books in your curriculum that were north american authors yeah, loads of Mice and Men. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, oh, actually, yeah, for sure, especially poetry. Beloved was. Beloved was on the Oprah book club list. Uh, the Color Purple. <coughs> um, oh, damn. I wasn't a massive fan. Of oh, just reading in general? No, I like I liked reading. Then I did a university degree in it, and it just sucked the fun out of it. Like, it's a chore to read. Because you did too much acid, my friend. You saw past the words. You started reading in between the lines. Well, not enough. Yeah? Get back into reading. Actually, let's get right back into that. I want to I wanna ask some questions. All right. Have you ever done uh, candy flipping? Mm. You know that? That's when you mix acid and MDMA. Yeah, yeah. For those of you at home who are listening right now, I'd like to remind you. Drugs can be fun if used, <laughs> if done carefully, all right? Don't abuse shit. Be moderate. You know, come on. I've looked at the demographics of who listens to this. It's like 28 to 34. <laughs> you know what the fuck it is, okay? I don't have to do these candy flipping. So candy flipping, I was told, is the best high. It's a pretty good one. It's not the best, in your opinion. It's good. I mean, I don't know how to rate it, really, but... I did it once at a New Year's rave. It was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Shouts out, wig flex. Is it one of the ones where, like, you're done the next day? Like, sometimes... Yeah. One time I took... You know, it's hard, but... MDMA has a a rep for, like, um, it kind of drains you of the dopamine and everything, or serotonin, or whatever the ones is. The next day, you're, like, the worst. Yeah, I don't know. It depends how much you take. If you do it correctly, it's way less bad than a hangover. I like, did. You can be fine. I did it uh, a bunch in university. By a bunch, I mean like maybe once a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, 
It was great. It was fine. Yeah. Every time it was great. And then I went to Cancun and fucking got some from some dude. Dude, the next day, I actually thought I was, uh, I thought I had po- food poisoning. Damn. I actually, like, canceled all the shit I was doing all day. I was fucked up. Yeah. I was, like, and then my buddy was telling me who the other person who did M. He's like, dude, it was the M, man. Like, uh. that's why, like, you're just de- fucking depressed. Like, I have nothing in me to yeah, eat, yeah, yeah. to do. It was just like a deep depression. And it's I thought I was nasty. truly sick. And he's like, no, man, it's just the aftermath. I'm like, holy fuck, this is yeah. the worst feeling ever. I would never do this again. Once every three months is advisable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, now, I've last time I did M. Last time I did M was in Cancun. That was yeah. fucking two years ago. Yeah. That time was the last time. Acid is fairly um, light on the body. Um, but combined together, they do kind of enhance and... Oh, here's a podcast question. Have you tried DMT before? No, I've been trying to get DMT. Oh, yeah. We Bro, talked about this. fucking uh, Rogan. Every time I, I, I'm like, my wanting to do DMT like falls to the my back burner of things to do. Yeah. I listen to like a Rogan podcast and he's like, <laughs> DMT. You had a blah, 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 DMT. Yeah. It's like, oh, you haven't done D- When I did DMT. <laughs> In my third ayahuasca trip, you know what I mean? All that kind of shit. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I got to get on this. I feel like I'm like, I'm still in like this unevolved, like low level mode. DMT will make me evolve. And, but the problem is I love, I like, uh, I like using these kind of psychedelics like mushrooms, acid and whatnot, mm. like a purpose going in with a purpose. Mm. And I don't just take it on a whim. No. You know, I have like a whole plan. To respect it, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm definitely going to do DMT mm. or ayahuasca in some form. I'm just afraid, like, I've met some people that have gone, I've seen it, people, I've seen huge variances, like a, a huge range in ingestion mm. destroy people. I've yeah. seen people who've abused it for a long time and then... DMT? No, no, no. I'm just talking about oh. like psychedelics. Right, right. I've seen people who've abused them for a long time are oh, good. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, seen people yeah. who abused them for a long time and broke them. And I've seen people who've used them for abused them just for a sh- kind of a short window of time, relatively yeah, yeah, speaking, yeah. one year, 18 months, and it broke them. So it's like I don't know... Like, the range is so big. That's the scary thing for me for psychedelics. I don't know when... Because you know what I'm talking about when I say broken, right? Like they're Yeah. Just, yeah, they're just not really fine. there anymore. There's a good saying uh, when it comes to psychedelics: uh, get the message and then put down the phone. As in, like, get what you think you want from it, and then n- understand that that's a different level yeah. of being. And the reason is, like, what psychedelics do is they expand your consciousness, but also senses. But it expands it in a way which is not conducive to survival instincts. So you need to be able to know how to navigate the world, not get run over by a bus or something. Exactly, yeah. You need to be able to just think on a level without just freaking out. So, I mean, microdosing does have kind of some um, potential to that to kind of give you a little bit of that edge, but with um, without the sort of deep tripping part of it. But that's what it does. Like, all these things exist... Um, when you're not an acid, it just shows you the world as it is, and that's too much information to absorb. So DMT works in a similar way, which is it's strange because like you go into like a like a um, closed eye visual dream state, 
and what you're seeing is like of intense construction there is an intense like uh, engineering to the DMT experience where you're like it wasn't just a drug trip there was a world there there was like there was like a sense of humor to it there was like a self referential aspect to the DMT I had a friend who and did... the worst part is I'm there's no way I'm gonna even be able to understand it exactly that's why I'm just like I'm not even trying to like imagine what you're saying yeah I'm just like okay like now that well, this DMT is... just slid right back the fuck up on my list. You know, that's all it is. Because well, I know the thing, I there you are... can't understand it. Yeah. Unless you do it, you can't understand it. That, yeah. You have to accept but it. But the thing is, you come back from it and it was like, that was a weird dream. And it doesn't affect you the way that acid or, or shrooms stay with you for a day. You interact with your surroundings and you have a different perception of things after that. DMT, exactly. you close your eyes and it's... You, f you fire off. It's in there. Yeah. And you don't necessarily... I've never taken off on DMT. Because, it doesn't feel like that? Well, it's hard to get to that point. You need to have three big lungfuls of it. Just like salvia. And it's very hard to smoke. It's very difficult. So the, the most intense trip I had was um, my flat turned into like a, two, a 3D rendering of itself without any texture. So you know when you go into a... Say you're playing Grand Theft Auto... And you go inside a building and all the textures on the wall haven't loaded yet. It's just pure yes. white. Yeah, exactly. It's it a was, single solid color. It was like that. And I sort of looked to the side of the room and the room just kind of the walls sort of manifested as I looked around. Oh, and yeah. And I was like, was that's so interesting. And then I looked at my desk and it had like bits of tobacco over it usually, but it was just pure white, untextured. My laptop was there. But it was not my laptop. It was like a rounded, I had like a Lenovo. Yeah. And it, but it was like a rounded MacBook shape. And then <laughs> that's funny on DMT, your Lenovo looks like a MacBook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my TV had upgraded as well. It upgraded to like alien 4K technology. <laughs> it was like some kind of Stanley Kubrick looking integrated thing. It was like, um, you know, those IKEA square tables had a, shitty tv on top of it. it was all just like molded in to itself so what it seemed like to me was that an alien had seen my room did a rendering of itself and was like okay he's got some kind of computer monitor there and a tv there uh -huh. i'm just gonna stick in what i know which would be that so that's kind of how i explained it and then when you come out of it and things start moving you start to because it lasts for 20 minutes because you're um, DMT's in the mind. It's in. Uh, it's released when you die. It's released uh, when you're born. So your body eats up the DMT as quickly as it appears. So the trips are very short, and you're just back down to normal. And so you're just like, huh, that was weird. I think I saw what I. So saw. it's so crazy. It's like you're not like you don't come back like. <gasps> yeah, I mean okay. if you. If you blast off... There's you, still time. You, and then you just run out the door. You're like, what the fuck? You might have that at like, at like higher doses, but it's surprisingly chill. Like there is a bit of trepidation to it because it's DMT. But I read a book by um, Dr. Rick Strassman, who was the, who's the first psychedelic study in like 30 years. The Spirit Molecule? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I may have read that book. Yeah. Or heard Rogan plug it a couple times. One of the most interesting things about that book is the um, 
because he tries to do a scientific study where he quantifies it with heartbeat, etc. Um, but the more interesting thing was the um, the accounts from the people who took it, and it was a lot of the same kind of themes, a lot of the same experiences, and they actually linked quite interestingly with alien abduction encounters. So people going to a spaceship, thinking they've been probed, um, and they linked it because there's a certain chemical. I think it's is it melatonin, the one that helps you sleep. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's raised at a certain point at night, like three a.m. That's when it's at its highest, and the um, the idea is that the at this time people have accidental releases of DMT. They don't have the proper antibodies to uh, combat it. Okay, and so they think they've been taken off into a spaceship. They're in this other world. They're meeting these entities and they come back. I had a friend who had a DMT experience and he met these entities. Some people call them machine elves. And they were telling him, they were laughing at him and saying, you think this is just a drug experience. This is our reality. So it has, there is such a construction, like a sense of humor to it. Um, Terence McKenna as well, he... Um, said that they told him not to give in to confoundment. Like, don't be mind blown. Just try and learn the lessons that we're showing you. So they were trying to like dumb it down for him and show him different ideas and different God knows what. Like, that's so interesting. Yeah, that's, I it's feel mind like blowing. Even fucking uh, Mike Tyson. Talks about his DMT trip and it's like yeah five meo just, DMT. Yeah. It's just like there's there's so many accounts of it making such a huge difference in people's ongoing lives. Mm. Like as far as like a, a perspective, it's a it's a it's the most consistent positive perspective shift. Yeah, everyone who's done DMT has had this like dramatic positive perspective shift. Mm -hmm. And across the board, right? Yeah. There's nobody like, yo, I'm never fucking with that shit again. Yeah. Like, yeah. I haven't come by that yet. They'd yeah. Be like, Dude, it's. And then they would try to describe it and then like say some things and then eventually wrap it up saying like, like I can't. Really yeah, I sound yeah, too so, crazy. Yeah, to like and now I just that. gotta. I get. It's like that. going into the whole VIP pedophile Pizzagate thing. Like I'll start talking about it and then I'm like, fuck, that was 40 minutes of just. Oh, we talked about many topics in the 40 minutes, my friend. Yeah, we did. And on that note, we're wrapping it up. Is there anything you want to plug before we make moves? Pang Stars. P-A-N-G Stars. You know how to spell stars. It's an astrology comedy podcast hosted by a meditation teacher called Sha Pang. Abbas was on it. We had a hectic episode. Uh, comedians come on. They get their birth chart, astrology read. Uh, we give them a tarot card reading, and it's a good vibe. It's actually funny. We get onto some Pizzagate stuff. <laughs> we some of that red pill shit. Yeah, just try and slip it in there. Um, but yeah, it's a fun list. We're gonna do a live version actually. Yeah, point. you just told me about that. Hit me up if you if you're gonna have your boy on it. Have your boy on. Definitely. It. I do feel like we right. need to redo. I'm not recording the episode again, but we should do a live one. Again. Yeah. I reckon a live one would be good with you. Podcasts with random people around. 
yeah. does not make for the bad po- best podcast. It's better Listen, to no. just it's better to just discuss pedophilia islands at length instead. Mm. You know what I mean? We have two different schools of thought when it comes to podcasting. Yeah. I respect your lane. <laughs> you okay. respect mine. Thanks Libra so much, buddy. Balance. For coming on. Thank you. Bring for me back me. out to Pang Stars. Check it out. I'll plug it on all the info. Uh, thanks for everybody who came out to the last uh, Plus Time Comedy Show on September 5th. It was nice and packed out. The next show is October something. It's the first Thursday of the month. I'll uh, I'll mention it on the next show. Thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends about the immigrant section. And if you're listening to this on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, give us five star rating. Thanks again. Peace.